Welcome to Barbershop Banter, your quick cut into the world of e-commerce and retail business. Your hosts, Lucas Kemper and co-host Baxter Conley, share the nitty-gritty of their product line journey. Tune in for bites of wisdom and stories of how Dandyman Collection came to be. Let's dive in. Podcast episode number two. Right? So we decided to, to name our podcast Barbershop Banter. Yes, sir. So welcome to Barbershop Banter Podcast Episode 2. Today, we want to talk about the future of Dandyman. So in Episode 1, we kind of gave the background of how we started and why our products are better, uh, professional-grade products. So today, our our product line, our portfolio is uh, we have paste, we have a clay, we have sea salt, we have shampoo, conditioner, thickening shampoo, gel, which is a new product, pomade, which is a new product. And we wanted to talk today about the future. What products are we working on and when are they going to hit the market? There's a lot of products that are in works right now. Um, First ones that are going to hit the market in the first quarter of 2024 are are organic beard oil. So 100% natural oils. Um, I wouldn't necessarily put it in a category of just beard oil, right? So Oil, I mean, the beard oil is good for the skin underneath the beard to keep it hydrated, but it's also good on like those problematic places in the winter time or in colder months when it's real dry outside, like your knuckles or your fingers, you know, your knees, anything that's got excessive wear and tear on it. It really helps penetrate and hydrate that. So it's kind of more like a utility oil. Agreed. That, I've, uh, I, I use it on my cuticles. Yes. In the winter, it's been great. Got to keep them soft. Yeah. You right. Know. Right. Um, the next big one that we're coming out with and that I'm really excited about is the shower oil. So I hate lotion and I kind of developed this product, uh, because I wanted it. I liked using it <laughs> and I felt like it was a necessity for the male clientele. And then as soon as my wife got a hold of it, I realized that, Hey, we're, we we're onto something here. Right. And so that one's going to be launching in quarter one of 2024 as well. It's actually getting produced right now. So we finalized the formulation and we're just working through the components as far as trying to find the right trigger sprayer for the viscosity of it. And then of course, all the label design and stuff like that. So we have that one. We got our old product is getting re-released due to supply and demand. So we are getting ready to put our texture powder up online. So we had that and we developed that about four years, three years ago. Um, It was one of the first products that we developed as it was trending in the professional side. But now as we've seen more people in the mass market side want to use it for the easeability and just the matte texture that it has, we we were approached to uh, remake it to launch into mass retail at some point. So we're starting that up. Right, which is really cool, right? Walmart came to us and they were asking us about texture powder if we had it. And we're like, hey, you know what? We... We do. Um, so they're, they're going to pick that up. I think it's a, I mean, that's an awesome opportunity. This is a, a great little segue too. I just, just to point out as we bring these new products to market, right. Kind of the intention is to, to bring them to market on the website first, mm-hmm. incubate them. So they'll be available on the website before they're available in mass retail. Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. So they'll be available on all e-com platforms. So any, yeah. any marketplace. So, you know, our direct to consumer, our website, dannyman.com. Amazon or any kind of the retailers that will in, we'll place them on there. 
just to start getting some reviews and, and drive awareness. So, yes. So one thing that's super exciting that we've had a ton of people ask about, it won't be in quarter one, but I'm trying to push for Q2, potentially beginning of Q3, but we are creating a natural antiperspirant deodorant. And antiperspirant, I want to use very, very lightly because it's a medical term and I do not want uh, to get caught up in all of that legal nonsense, but it does testing it. I mean, we've, we've mm-hmm. all tested it. Yep. Um, it does keep the sweat down, right? Like it's not the same as a gel deodorant. It's more of a, a powdered deodorant and it smells good. And the performance is great. Like it lasts over 24 hours thus far. Um, when, when I use it at least, and, uh, I don't sweat like I do with gels, you know, and, uh, there's no harsh chemicals in it and there's no hormone disruptors in it. And it's been trying to find the right people to make the product has been the hardest part of it because we both knew what we wanted to do and how we wanted it to perform. Um, but it's just figuring out who can actually make that happen. So that's getting ready to launch uh, this year. Um, cologne, we've had a lot of people ask about colognes. I was just going to ask about that. Yeah. Yeah. So we are getting ready to start the design process of the packaging for the cologne. So we've kind of narrowed it down to two scents. Um, we have more of a spring kind of light floral scent. And then we have a heavier fall kind of earthy warm scent, which would be the tobacco vanilla. And then the other one, I personally, it's a, it's a toss up, but I personally, I think I like the other one a little bit more as far as, you know, everyday wear. Right. And it smells great. And again, this, the, all of these products, like we talked about in the, in the first episode is kind of the vision for the company moving forward. We started off with styling, focused on styling products. We kind of got into wash and then, um, you know, now kind of the vision is that the, a, a guy's whole morning routine from when he wakes up to the time that he leaves the house for his day, right? We want to provide a, a product for yeah all of that. Yeah. We want to, we want to be a brand, not just a product. And I think that is, you know, our goal of 2024, we, we proved ourselves that we can, you know, compete with the bigger companies, even though we're a small three man, four man crew, right. um, we're in the same markets as the big players, you know, and we have a ton of customer loyalty now, and we're just wanting to develop that brand or that lifestyle brand where we provide, you know, quality products at an attainable price point just for dudes that give a shit. Right. And that's the ultimate goal is just, you know, be transparent and honest through the process. And also for guys that aren't afraid to have soft skin. That's right. <laughs> yes. Right. So that shower oil is very cool. I'm excited about it as well. Um, I've been, you know, as we've been testing it and iterating through the, the formulations and stuff like that, I've been using it at home. Um, and I think that the way that that works is really interesting. You were explaining to me the reason it's so hydrating is because the molecules, the, because it's using oil to hydrate your skin versus um, like a lotion, which uses yeah. is, a, is a larger molecule and it takes longer to absorb into the skin. And that's where you get that film. Like yeah. if you're using lotion mm-hmm. versus the oil, a smaller molecule, it absorbs faster. Um, and what I've noticed is I, I uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to give too much information, but I, I have like a patchy dry spot in my chest, like mm-hmm. right in between my pecs and I deal with it. I've been dealing with it for, you know, it seems like years now. And, uh, so I started using the shower oil and man, it cleared it right up. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. That, I, that's great. I've heard some, also some testimonies of people that we've sent it out to, um, that had eczema that have been trying to, you know, get a result from antibiotics and, 
and other sorts of treatments and nothing really worked. And then they started using the shower oil. It's kind of the same thing, you know, like their, their skin was soft and smooth and it wasn't inflamed anymore. And, and I'm excited for that to launch. Cause right. it, I mean, there could be some good, some good benefits to it other than the hydration aspect of it. So, um, we have some more products coming out. It's just hard to determine when we want to launch them due to the market, <laughs> right? Like we have to see what's trending, what's working. And if I could launch everything right now, I definitely would, but it's not, it's not ideal whenever you're, you know, a startup and trying to make the the right moves to put products in the place that need to go. Well, so, you know, it's also, it's a cash flow equation too, right? You got to do a little bit of calculus to make sure you're hitting the market, right? You don't want to, you don't want to have too much capital wrapped up in new products while you're still trying to operate the business. And, you know, you got to be mindful of cash flow and, and all of that stuff. Yeah. And then with every product comes, you know, marketing dollars, because if you don't have marketing <laughs> dollars behind the products, no one's going to know about it. Uh, no one's going to know what it does or that it even exists. And so, yeah, there's just multiple factors that, you know, go into play of launching one single product and sometimes it's just overwhelming. And we just need to take it slow and launch one at a time. And that's, that's what we're, we're doing this year. Marketing. Marketing. That's uh, we should, we should, that's a whole nother podcast in and of itself. We, you know, if we want to, I know we wanted to kind of use this as a, as a forum to talk about a lot of things, not just Danny, and not just the products. I mean, it's, it's barbershop banter after all. So it's going to go off in a bunch of different directions, but I do think that would be an interesting episode. I know you and I both, <laughs> we have a lot of opinions about marketing and yeah. you know, how much, you know, how expensive marketing is and the return on that investment that you get. And all that stuff. So anybody that's listening, that's an entrepreneur, I think we should, we should, uh, maybe share our experiences in a, in a future episode <laughs> yeah, with, with just marketing. Yes. Just marketing. Yeah. That would take an hour and a half just to get through. Yeah. Uh, couldn't agree more. The, the frustrations that have came from it are unlike any others for sure. I right. feel like it is, <laughs> um, you know, it's like a toxic relationship, right? Like, you don't know what you love about it, but there's way more that you hate, but you just keep going back. Right. So. <laughs> right. right. Trauma, trauma bond. Yes, absolutely. For sure. Um, but yeah, this year we're, just, we're launching things um, based on, just to kind of go back, we're launching things based on the customer feedback that we're getting. So we're not, you know, paving our own way per se. Um, we are actually listening to what the customers have asked for and what they've requested, not only inside the barbershop, but all the people that have shot, you know, emails personally through the website or, um, the chat on the website mm -hmm. or just, you know, Instagram or Facebook messages or DMS when asking, you know, what products we should do next, or they make suggestions. Like we really took that into consideration because at the end of the day, we can create whatever products we want to create, but if it's not what the consumer wants or the end user wants, then it's just going to sit there and it's not going to, it's not going to do any good. So right. no, no market. Yeah. So that's really, that's really what we're about is providing, you know, value to, to people's lives and, and what they want, not what we want. Right. And then right now we're focused on Products, daily men's routines, routine products, but also too, and I, we've, we've done a little bit of this in the past for the barbershop and, and for Danny men is, is apparel. And mm -hmm. I know you and I both really enjoy, you know, doing apparel. And, um, so we, we have some plans to, to do that too. That's a little further out, right? It's a little longer term, but, 
Um, I know, you know, I know we, we've done some kind of limited runs with hoodies and things like that, but I know you and I both really like, you know, apparel. So that'll, that'll be, um, out there at some point as well. Yeah. I think it'd be super cool too, man. Like what if, uh, what if we let the people that support us design the artwork, right? Like if they have a cool design, I know there's some companies out there that do that for cups or beer cans or, you the know, beer, yeah. some things like that. I mean, I think that'd be a cool idea. It would be, um, honestly way less pressure on us to create a cool design. Right. And we just get to use, you know, other people's designs of how they see the brand, you know? So I think that'd be a really, really cool option if we wanted to kind of expedite that process. Love it. So yeah, love we it. can do that. And then yeah, hats, sweatshirts, t-shirts, t-shirts yeah, all of it. Right. Um, one thing I did want to make that we're kind of starting on is underwear. Boxers is right. a huge one. Like, <laughs> I don't know what it is, but trying to find the right, you know, material for a boxer or the fit or just the comfort is almost impossible. Um, I've gone through so many brands, you know, whether you want $80 for five pairs or $15 for three pairs, you kind of all over the board and you know, you, it's just hit and miss on the quality and the comfort of them. So we're just going to try to, you know, slow roll that one out. I know you and I have talked about that and just finding the manufacturer and the, the material. I'm still an old school Fruit of the Loom whitey tidies guy. Are you? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was say, man, I don't, I don't know about that. I've, I've, I couldn't imagine that one. So, I go thong all day. Yeah, chafes. <laughs> little little butt floss for you. <laughs> yeah, I go. Yeah, man, just thinking about the discomfort of that. You know, like it just like which one would poke out the side. You know. <laughs> All right, so that's what we have teed up for 12 months of product development and Cur- launching. Yeah, curl cream. That was, uh, yes. That's just the last one. But okay. that's just, I mean, that's solidified. Like the formulation is finally solidified after a year and a half of extensive testing on multiple different, mm-hmm. um, you know, hair types. And then even across the country, we've sent some out just to get, you know, some, some deeper level uh, feedback from right. just us. So it's gone out to Colorado, California, you know, New York, some of the top performing barbers in the industry have also tested and used this product to give feedback just to make sure. Cause curl cream is one of those, you know, one of those products that everybody makes and very little Excel. Um, so we really wanted to compete against the high end professional side of the curl cream, right? Cause there's very few, even on the professional side, like you have weed Dad and you have Evo, that are really good or bays curl lines. So, so it's really heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, but we wanted to compete at that level of really hydration, you know, focused, um, to bring life back to the curls and create bounce, but also create a hold that they're not going to, you know, diffuse throughout the day. Mm-hmm. And we finally did it after a year and a half. Okay. And it was actually funny story is it was actually combining two of the curl products that we had, in, in the making mm-hmm. just together. Right. And so obviously we would, it wasn't a 50, 50 blend of those two. It was like a 75, 25 blend, but those two together created the exact result that we were hoping for from the beginning. Okay. And how long, so if I have curly hair and I want to use a curl cream versus, you know, dip, I guess it depends on how you wear it, right? Mm-hmm. If it's a little longer, yeah. then you would go curl cream. If it's shorter, and it's just, it's curly, but it's short and it's textured. You would just stick with a paste or a clay. So you can do it either way. Um, if you want a super light, natural 
kind of just bounce the curl cream for sure. You know, a little bit of sea salt spray will help put some life back into the curls that are shorter as well. But the curl cream, it's just a natural kind of feeling, right? Like it just, just punches the hydration into the hair and it just creates almost like this soft, natural movement and flow. And there's not a whole lot of hold with curl cream. Hmm. It just, you're just letting your hair do its natural thing. Whereas the clay and the paste have a slight hold when they're applied wet, sure. right? To right. curl. So it's going to give, when it dries, it's going to hold that shape. Right. Right. Even if you walk outside and the wind's blowing, it's still kind of going to hold that shape that you created. Okay. Whereas the curl cream, you're just letting them fly. Yeah. You're you're, you're just, you want to keep those ringlets tight. And that's the only thing that you're, you're worried about with the curl cream is it not expanding out. Right. Okay. So yeah, I like it. Well, that'll be good. So yeah, super excited about that one. Um, I know too, we, we've been, um, I don't know if we want to get into it on this podcast, but we, since we are talking about you know, kind of roadmap items. I know we've also been discussing changing up some of the packaging. Yeah. Right. To go. I mean, we're, we're obviously going to maintain kind of the aesthetic that we've got now, but we're going to make some changes to the packaging. So it's a little more consistent, a little more available. So for our listeners, so they know our, our packaging currently is, is custom. 100%. Right. And that's fine. Um, when you're doing smaller runs and things like that. But as we scale and we bring on more retail customers and we start to, you know, the online channels start to take off, uh, availability and constraint, you know, there's some constraints on availability, yeah, right. That we've, we've kind of started to experience and, and we've had to overcome. So we want to go with more, you know, go to a packaging that's a little more commodity, mm-hmm. right. Um, and more widely available just to make sure that we can hit all of our timelines and the demand. Um, but the, just to point out that the, the product, the, the packaging is going to look a little different, but the products are all the same. The formulations are the same. It's still high quality products. We're just going to change the packaging. Yeah. High quality products made in the USA for sure. But yes, (laughs) the supply chain for a hundred percent custom made, you know, plastics or, even the color is is way too long, right? The lead times, the demand of it, and just the overall cost is is it just crushes, right? And we've already experienced some of that, and I, you know, I know some of the the longer time Dandyman users have no, I'm sure you know they've noticed they've they've commented, you know, when we started, we had the the tin lids, the gold tin lids, yes. Right. And we made a change from those because they were hard to ship places without getting damaged. Yep. Dented. So some people, you know, had opinions of that, but that's why we made that change. Right. So now we've got amber bottles. We changed the lid type. Um, and because of some of the supply chain constraints and availability of those custom bottles, right. You've, you know, on, on, we've had different runs of different products and you can tell the difference between the runs, mm-hmm. right. Cause we've had to use different materials on the back end. So our, again, the intention is just to be consistent. We want to provide a consistent product, a, a consistent look and feel. And so that's, what's driving, you know, some of these changes is just to get to something more sustainable. Yeah. And just, I think, I think the changes we're making too, based on, you know, what we've seen and talked about, I think they're going to look even better and feel even better. Right. You know, like, some of like the color palettes change in a little bit, uh, slightly. And then just the bottle color, right. Just to make it, we can turn faster. So I'm excited about the change personally. I think it's going to be good for the end user. 
um, because everything will be readily available, but then I think it'll also allow us to expand uh, even more into more retail channels and across more product lines. Right. So yeah, yep. that is coming. It's in the future. We're working on it right now. It'll probably be 2024 whenever we roll it out. 25. Um, 2025, yeah. Right. Crap, I we're know. in 24 know, right yeah. now. You're, it's getting two, away from yeah, us. <laughs> two months in. Two months in. Um, well, yeah, that's, that is the, the big changes in what is on the store for the next 12 months of Danny Mint. Other than that, you know, trying to find back to our other podcast we we're going to do, just, you know, where we're going to place dollars for marketing. Right. And, uh, and trying to hit, you know, brand awareness. That's, that's 2024's focus and just growth overall. Right. Yeah. Okay. I think that's a wrap.